Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 226, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone, I hope you had a great weekend, and we have reached week number 46. And this, boys and girls, is the most important week that we have had since we started all the way back 225 episodes ago. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now, it's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. Mm. Okay Dave, wow, so yeah, this is really important. Yep, it definitely is, Marvin. This week we are going to hear about the events which changed everything. We've heard about lots of amazing things so far, but everything that we've heard about, well, it was all building up to this week. Okay, wow. But before we get to any of that, well, you know what time it is. Oh, I sure do, Dave. Jingle, please. What have we heard the Bible said? Let's remember it's recapped Okay, Marv, so here we go. Three, two, one, and go. Creation and the fall, and then the patriarchs and God's covenant. 400 years in Egypt, and then Moses, 10 plagues, Passover, then 40 years in the wilderness, and 10 commandments. Now Joshua took him into the promised land, then came the judges and Ruth, and then came the kings. Saul, then David, and another covenant, and then Solomon, who built the temple. The nation splits, Israel falls to Assyria, and later Judah falls to the Babylonians. 70 years exile in Babylon, and then they return to Jerusalem and the temple. Then 400 years of silence. Jesus and John the Baptist are born. Then Jesus grows up, he's baptized, he calls his disciples, and he works a bunch of miracles. Then turned water into wine, he healed people, he cast out demons, and he teaches people about God, but he comes up against the Pharisees when he heals people on the Sabbath. We saw that he was more powerful in the storm than thousands of demons and sickness and even death. He met with Elijah and Moses up a mountain and proclaimed in the temple before Abraham was, I am. Oh, we heard the parables he told and he raised Lazarus to life. He entered Jerusalem on a donkey, he cleared the temple again. He's teaching there and the Pharisees are trying to catch him out, but they can't and they decide they have to have him killed. It's time for Passover, so Jesus washed the disciples' feet, then takes the bread and wine and explains how the meal will now be about him. He goes to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray, but then Judas shows up and hands him over to his enemies. Good work, Marvin. And yeah, that sure is getting harder. Oh yeah, but we got this, Dave. Okay, well, yep, last week we left the story as Jesus was getting arrested. Oh yeah, yeah, and Peter cut that guy's ear off, huh? Yep, that's right. But remember, this was not Jesus being defeated. This was only happening because Jesus allowed it to happen. Okay, yeah. So we're going to jump over to John's Gospel today so that he can tell us what happened next. Okay, great. So who's reading today, Dave? Well, today it's our friend Rona. Oh, I see, Dave. Yeah, good plan. Yeah, give the important stuff to the dairy farmer, huh? Oh, well, just kind of how it worked out, Marvin. Yeah, say no more, Dave. Hi, Rona. Hi, everyone. Today's reading is from John chapter 18, verse 12 to 40. Then the group of soldiers, their commander, and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus. They tied him up and brought him first to Annas. He was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest at that time. Caiaphas had advised the Jewish leaders that it would be good if one man died for the people. Simon Peter and another disciple were following Jesus. The high priest knew the other disciple, so that disciple went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard. But Peter had to wait outside by the door. The other disciple came back. He was the one the high priest knew. He spoke to the servant woman who was on duty there. Then he brought Peter in. She asked Peter, You aren't one of Jesus' disciples too, are you? I am not, he replied. It was cold. The slaves and officials stood around a fire. 
They had made it to keep warm. Peter was also standing with them. He was warming himself. Meanwhile, the high priest questioned Jesus. He asked him about his disciples and his teaching. I have spoken openly to the world, Jesus replied. I always taught in synagogues or at the temple, where all the Jews come together. I didn't say anything in secret. Why question me? Ask the people who heard me. They certainly know what I said. When Jesus said that, one of the officials nearby slapped him in the face. Is this any way to answer the high priest, he asked. Have I said something wrong, Jesus replied. If I have, then tell everyone what it was. But if I spoke the truth, why did you hit me? Anna sent him, tied up, to Caiaphas the high priest. Meanwhile, Simon Peter was still standing there warming himself by the fire. So they asked him, You aren't one of Jesus' disciples too, are you? He said, I am not. One of the high priest's slaves was a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off. He said to Peter, Didn't I see you with Jesus in the garden? Again, Peter said no. At that exact moment, a rooster began to crow. Then the Jewish leaders took Jesus from Caiaphas to the palace of the Roman governor. By now it was early morning. The Jewish leaders did not want to be made unclean. They wanted to be able to eat the Passover meal, so they did not enter the palace. Pilate came out to them. He asked, What charges are you bringing against this man? He has committed crimes, they replied. If he hadn't, we would not have handed him over to you. Pilate said, Take him yourselves. Judge him by your own law. But we don't have the right to put anyone to death, they complained. This happened so that what Jesus said about how he was going to die would come true. Then Pilate went back inside the palace. He ordered Jesus to be brought to him. Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea? Jesus asked. Or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate replied. Your own people and chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus said, My kingdom is not from this world. If it were, those who serve me would fight. They would try to keep the Jewish leaders from arresting me. My kingdom is from another place. So you are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. In fact, that's the reason I was born. I was born and came into the world to be a witness to the truth. Everyone who is on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth? Pilate replied. Then Pilate went out again to the Jews gathered there. He said, I find no basis for any charge against him. But you have a practice at Passover time. At that time you asked me to set one prisoner free for you. Do you want me to set the king of the Jews free? They shouted back, No, not him. Give us Barabbas. Barabbas had taken part in an armed struggle against the country's rulers. Thanks, Rona. Oh, Dave, this is awful. It is, Marvin. On Friday, we heard how Jesus' friends had all run away, how he was left completely on his own, and now he's brought in front of men who are just filled with hatred for him. They hate him so much that even as he just answers their questions, they hit him. Yeah, Dave, and he'd done nothing wrong. That's right, Marvin. All Jesus had done his whole life had been to help people and to care for them. He had fed people, he had healed the lame and the blind and those with leprosy, he had cast out demons, he'd even brought the dead back to life, and he had taught people about the God who loved them. He hadn't hurt anyone, he hadn't taken anything that wasn't his, he hadn't said anything that wasn't true. Jesus did not deserve any of this. 
And Pilate could see that when they dragged Jesus to him. But these men hated him so much that the only thing they wanted was to see Jesus killed. Oh, Dave, it's just horrible. It is, Marvin. And Jesus stands there and he takes it all. He lets him spit their hatred and he lets them strike him and he doesn't respond. Oh, gosh, Dave, it makes me so mad just hearing about it. It was all so unfair. I want to hoof those guys. But, well, Jesus didn't do anything to stop it, even though he could have, right? Yeah, that's right, Marvin. He could have stopped it all at any time, just by saying the word. But Jesus wasn't going to stop it because, well, he loved us. Because he knew that this was what it was going to take to save us. Oh, gosh, yeah, he sure loves us a lot, huh? He does, Marvin. He went through all of that for us, and he did it all alone. As he's going through it, he knows that maybe his best friend, Peter, is outside telling anyone who listen that he's not his friend, that he doesn't even know him. Peter, who just a few hours before had said that he would die before he would deny Jesus, well, he does exactly that three times, just as Jesus had told him he would. The rooster crows. Peter remembers what Jesus had said. He realizes what he'd done. And the other gospel writers, they tell us that Peter went outside and he wept. Oh, gosh, Dave, there is nothing good happening in today's reading. No, we are reading about some really dark days, Marvin. But, boys and girls, if you've ever been lied about, if you've ever had something happen to you that is just completely unfair and wrong, if you've ever felt completely alone or like the people who should have been your friends have all let you down, well, those are horrible feelings. But isn't it good to know that our Lord and Saviour knows exactly how we feel? Our God didn't stay far above this sinful, messed up world and just look down at us. He came down to us and walked through the very worst of it. And he did it all for us. So today, boys and girls, we thank him for that. And we thank him that he is the God who, number one, will put all injustice and unfairness right. And number two, is the very best friend that we could ever have. The friend who will never deny us and who will never let us down. Amen, Dave. Gosh, Dave, I I hope we get to some good news soon. Well, we will, Marvin, but as you could probably guess, we're not quite done with these dark days just yet. Okay, well, let's keep going then, Dave. Yeah, we sure will. So, let's say goodbye for now, Marvin, and we'll be back tomorrow to continue the story. Okay, yeah. Bye, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave Josh. Dave Josh.